Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Senate passes the stopgap. There'll be no government shutdown. That won't come till January. Senator Young voted for it. Senator Braun was opposed to it because it keeps spending levels where they're at. And other people said, you get this done to be able to get to the appropriations bills. And that's what you do. It's just like what we saw in, uh, in, in the House where you've got, you know, the Democrats voted for it and Pence voted for it. Bashan voted for it. And I think Baird voted for it. Pence has always been very clear on this stuff. This is where the party is. This is what the speaker wanted. I go. It's an, it's, it seems for a lot of people to be a, well, wait, do you not vote your conscience? No, I think that he, when there are moments, but when it's, it's the procedural stuff, he goes with the party. He's been, I think, rather clear about the, those things. People can decide in, the, in, in, in his district whether they, they, they like it or, or, or they don't. Um, but, of course, uh, Banks was opposed to it, uh, Houchin, Sparts, and, and, and others because of the spending levels. The objective is to get to the appropriations bills, which you could not get to because you spent three weeks trying to find a speaker. All to get yourself a continuing resolution of the style that McCarthy did. Don't ask me how people are now okay with it. Don't ask me if there's now going to be a vote, uh, you know, a motion to vacate the chair with uh, with Mike Johnson. I I doubt it, but I would nothing would surprise me. Now we get on to these appropriations bills. The difference is in what we're seeing, what we're about to see, is that it's twelve separate pieces of legislation. So I, don't, I don't think it'll always be twelve, but it's twelve in this case, as opposed to one large omnibus where everything is put together. This way we see, okay, here's the subject, here's what we're spending, which leads to much more transparency and I think is much more valuable. If they had not gone with this continuing resolution, this, this, which would have like two steps, some legislation done by mid-January, some legislation done by February, it would have been an 8% cut. And I think that would have satisfied bank sparts, et cetera. And I also would have been fine with it. I could have gone either way with this thing. Get me to the appropriations part. Get me there. Get to the work. And then excoriate Senate Democrats for not voting uh, yes on the Israel aid bill. I haven't seen those ads yet from the Republicans, and I do not know why. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Everything's going to be fine, everybody. Just listen to the music. James Taylor will tell you. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone 
Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I guess that's not a song about everything going fine. I walked out this morning. Probably, and probably picked the wrong, picked the wrong song. Seems, seems to me. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The United States and China are going to ramp up renewables in place of planet-warming fossil fuels. This, according to CNN, talking about the Joe Biden-President Xi Jinping summit in San Francisco, or as they call it, China. (sighs) These announcements become, at, at some moment, not just rote, but but wholly embarrassing. Because to believe this is to believe that China is interested in the same goal as the United States, or uh, said said maybe with a little more specificity, China has the same desire as the ideologues who currently are in power. They're going to resume a working group on climate cooperation, according to CNN. A major ramp up of renewable energy. They're going to tackle the climate crisis. China has no interest in doing this, has shown no interest in in, in doing this, isn't going to make this happen, and cannot be trusted. Why is this a headline? China's desire is growth and power, or power and growth. I don't know how you rank those. I'll leave that to others. Let's put them at equal footing. In order to do that, they have to continue to drive an economy. Right now, that's very difficult for them. They had unprecedented growth over these last 25, 30 years. They have had massive GDP numbers, but then again, they lie about their GDP because they lie about everything. But we could argue they've had growth. And we see this in what they have built. They took a page out of Japan's playbook. Japan, when they started having serious growth in the 70s and 80s, engaged in a tremendous amount of manufacturing, uh, I shouldn't say manufacturing, in building of infrastructure. The problem with overdoing it in this regard is that you have not created something that produces something. Now, uh, an economist could say, Tony, it, it's, it's a little more like this, it's a little more like that. Go with me on the basics, if you will. If you're not uh, in pushing the idea of, of companies and, and organizations creating widgets and the widgets get sold and then people have to build the widgets, you're spending money on something that when complete, there, there isn't a, a economic return that is immediate from a, from a business standpoint. You need the roads, not saying no, but it's how you go about doing that. There in Japan, the the infrastructure build was so great that it caused within the nation basically 30 years of stagnation. Until recently, really the past couple of years, the Japanese economy has been, and, and I'm quoting here, just a mess. China has now entered this phase because they did exactly the same thing. They did it for different reasons. If you're going to be a lying fraud, which is to say a communist, you have to be lying all the time. And you cannot be caught in your lie, otherwise you have to kill the citizenry that notices. So if you don't want to engage mass executions, which is the hallmark of communism, 
And if you're saying, oh, Tony, I'm sorry, I've got history books. Uh, Commie sympathizers have nothing. I've got history books. Clearly, we are in the right, and they are lying. Again, that's what communists do. You have to have the jobs. You have to provide the income. So what did China do? They built, as we've discussed, ghost cities, skyscrapers, apartment buildings, whole cities, everything. There are regions in, in China where the average yearly pay is $6,000, $7,000 U.S., nine airports, nine airports for regions that where people don't make a living at all. Remember, Indianapolis, we've got one major airport and we've got a couple of regionals for those people who, who, who like to, to fly on their own or fly private and to which I have not yet been invited and I don't understand why. I thought we were friends. You don't need nine airports. You do if you need to keep people working because communism uh, the, under, under China's rule, under Xi's rule, promised this and promised that and promised the other. We're raising all these people out of poverty, and isn't this wonderful? Bad, bad things. But that growth, that growth requires energy. This is not a second world country. This is a first world country, and first they should be treated that way and, and forced to live under the same rules. Secondly, that growth requires energy. Why would anybody think that Xi Jinping would threaten that growth that is necessary to attain the power that is desired by not getting the energy that, is, uh, uh, that necessitates the rest? Translation, he's going to use oil. He'll use coal. He will quite literally burn anything to keep the power plants going. Why would anybody believe a climate pledge? As a matter of sheer politics, as a matter of just basic recognition, don't you know he's lying? And it isn't because I just said what I said, it's because there is basis to everything I just said. The data tells you he's a liar. Dear Lord, Biden in a press conference after the fact called him a dictator and said, well, he is. This is fantastic. But they thought they were stressing the fact that communication is necessary to thaw the tensions. Is that what's necessary to thaw the tensions? Communication? What 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 does what does one mean by this? Well, we gotta be talking to each other. Talking to each other would mean, hey, listen, uh, let the Uyghur Muslims go free. And uh, no, you can't have Taiwan. Is that the conversation? What's the conversation? The argument of you should be talking to allies and enemies, I think is accurate. And that's smart, practical. Of course you should. But some things, are, A, are not worth discussing. And some things, B, just require a win. The manufacturing of drugs has to return to the United States or has to at least get out of China. Maybe it's got to be part in India. Maybe it's got to be part in Australia. Maybe it's got to be part, I don't know, maybe the Canadians need to do something. More of it needs to be built here. 
there has to be an aggressive push to pull manufacturing out of China, if only because it's a national security issue, and you want to thwart China's ability to grow. You want to starve them economically. Great way to do it. Maybe a conversation has to be every time you steal intellectual property from us, we take a zero off the debt. We don't care if you're happy. Who said the conversation had to be flowery? But when you start with a green pledge, you got to wonder if they had any hard conversations at all. Just in time for the holidays, Southwest Air... Yeah, I'm right here. What do you mean am I here? What do you mean, Jonathan? You're cutting in and out a little bit. What do you mean? Well, fix it. Press the button. Kick it. I got like it. the fawns. You got to hit it on the side of the of the jukebox. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Give me one sec. All right, you're good. Do you even know who the fawns is? I do not. Oh, good God. Oh, oh. oh. You don't know who the fawns is? No idea. Is this what you're telling me? This is what I'm telling you. Yes. You don't know who Arthur Fonzarelli is? I do not. I don't even know. Matt Bear, do you know who the Fonz are? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Who are they? Uh, the Enlighten Fon- me. The Fonz, it's the uh, guy from Happy Days. It's Harry Winkler. He was uh, terrific in Arrested Development. I know who Harry Winkler is. Okay. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, he, he's just uh, he was just a guy who got over and made a lot of money by going, hey, you know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey. Yeah, that's all he did. And he jumped a shark. He jumped a shark. He jumped a shark? Yeah, went right over it. It was pretty uh, phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Yeah, it was in Happy Days. Was, uh, that's why people say jumping the shark. Did you uh, Did you ever know that, the, the phrase, jump the shark, when the show's over? You know? Mm-mm. Yeah, that was the final scene of Happy Days. Everything was downhill from there. When you jump the shark, everything is downhill from there. Yeah. Jeez, okay. Didn't know that. You've been educated. Where's Tony? Tony lost his internet connection, and he's working on it now. No, that's terrific. Okay. And I don't know the story he was about to go into here. Southwest Airlines has raised the price of alcohol on their flights, which I just think is kind of ridiculous. I don't like this. Let me ask you, Matt Matt Bear. So I know when you fly, you don't wear a suit, just like me. You wear sweatpants. Right, 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 right. Do you drink when you're on flights? No, I don't. I I used to drink a lot on flights, depending on how long the flight was. Um, If it was a shorter flight, say just like two or two and a half hours, I mean, that could be two cocktails, one an hour. Um, But if it was a longer flight... Yeah, there would be some partying going on, but we're talking about like when I was in my twenties, man. You know, it, it, it was a thing, and and a lot of people associate flying with alcohol. Think about it. Uh, you go out to Indianapolis International, and you just have a ton of options. You have <laughs> you have bars in Concourse A, bars in Concourse B, and bars in the main concourse. So, 
when you go to fly, there is that, well, I think I could have a Bloody Mary at 930 in the morning right now and be okay to fly. <laughs> you know, it's it's so much more than a breakfast drink. But a lot of people think travel, alcohol, vacation. So the airlines, just like they always do, have us by the stones. And they can raise prices on anything they want at any time. And we are still going to pay the money because we need the flight, especially if it's a more affordable flight, like, say, Spirit Airlines. They can do whatever they want. What was the airline that's that's raising the... Southwest. Southwest. That sucks. I love Southwest. Me too. Yeah. I love... Southwest is the best. But yeah, like, people just associate drinking on planes. I don't know if you've heard the Dirk's Bentley song, Drunk on a Plane, where he talks about buying drinks for everybody on the plane. And... Yeah, so I think you're exactly right on My that. My guess is Dirks Bentley has the money to do that, uh, to be able to make the money, to be on the plane, to, uh, to buy everybody drinks. It's like a fun plane, though. That sounds like a great plane to be on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm producer Jonathan. That's Matt Bear, uh, Tony Katz. He's working on his internet connection, <laughs> and then we'll have it back. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more Tony Katz in the morning news. Traffic on the fives with Matt Bear, Tony Katz still out w- working on his internet. Matt, what do you have for us? All right, we're looking at westbound 465, Jonathan. It is on the south side where we hit a crash at US 31 Blanc in the left lane, causing stop in traffic back to Keystone Avenue. And a crash cleanup continues on the west side, running southbound 465 before I-70. Two right lanes are blocked. The off-ramp to I-70 is partially blocked with traffic stop and go back to Sam Jones Expressway. Traffic sponsored by Royal Spa. Everyone knows that soaking in Epsom salts can make you feel better. Now imagine soaking in Epsom salts in a Royal Spa hot tub. RoyalSpa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. I'm Matt Bear with Traffic on the Fives. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. Never let the Russians try and keep you down. That's always been my uh, my bit of advice there, Matt Bear. I think you won this battle and the war. Well, I don't know if I won the battle. Oh. I mean, I won the I, I will win the war. But right now, my internet battle is... Uh, I don't know. Just the modem said, nah, I'm done today. What's the name That's of the provider? We'll tear them apart. Oh, no, we're not oh. going to do that. We're not going to tear <laughs> apart my internet provider. That would just be rude. Because I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe something happened. Maybe, maybe somebody was digging this early in the morning. This is know. a they Carmel problem. Indiana 811. Carmel problem. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this isn't supposed to happen in Carmel. That's no. why I pay the, the extra fee. 37 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time right now is 646. So there's a teacher in Florida. The Florida teacher gets into what can be described as an altercation with a student. Something the student was doing wrong. I think the student had like a like a video game system with him and wasn't paying attention in in class. Uh, and, and the teacher's like, I'm, I'm taking that. That's how I believe the story went. That part might be to an extent, inconsequential. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Because the student who is six foot six runs into the hallway, knocks the teacher out, tackles the teacher, and then starts punching the teacher in the face. 
while the teacher's out. The teacher's a woman. This six foot six kid, am I supposed to mention race? Teacher's white, uh, he's black. Am I? No, we, we don't talk about race in this case. Somehow that doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Uh, beats the living daylights out of her. In, this is a high school. Five broken ribs, a severe concussion, and hearing loss. The student could end up in jail for a long time, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. The teacher was put on unpaid leave. The teacher gets assaulted and the teacher's not getting paid? Is this how unions take care of their own? Uh, Where's Randy Weingarten to, to make this right? Beaten within an inch of her life. The teacher wants uh, the student sentenced to the maximum, which is 30 years behind bars. 30 years in jail. She's convinced she's never going to heal from this. She gets no income from the school. So now she has to rely on GoFundMe. She has to rely on donations from strangers who hear the story and then say, all right, I can give something here. That's insane. The, the, the argument of teachers getting paid more and everything else, it's a fine argument. As I've said, I'm willing to pay Indiana teachers more than any other school uh, anywhere in the country as long as we can fire the bad teachers. And no one seems to take me up on this deal because there's always some reason why people can't be fired. I'll pay the teachers as long as we are focused on education and get rid of the DEI and all the things that, that abuse kids. I'll pay them, but I think the bigger issue is treating them like professionals and making sure they have control of their classrooms, which is not about engaging in a curriculum that is clearly uh, ideological and clearly radical. It's about saying this is how we act here and you're not special, which involves the parents recognizing that their kid isn't special. Their kid's not special. Sorry, I love my kids. Oh, they're great. They're hilarious. They can do the gritty. They're not special. They're special to me. They're not special to you. Why in the world would I think that my kids are somehow and in some way special to you? That's nuts. And why would you think your kids are special to me? That's not even an insult towards kids. That's not an insult towards you. That is just a starting line saying there's a basic premise from which we start, which is the teacher gets respect and the teacher controls the classroom. And you don't get to act up in the classroom. When you see kids acting the fool and acting up and they take away time from other kids to learn, if that is not stopped, the other kids are like, well, then what's the point? It really does feed on itself in a super ugly way. And that's why those kids need to be thrown out of the classrooms. But we have seen over, over years that administrations and others seem to be more afraid of the student, more afraid of, of, of that parent saying, my kid never did anything wrong, and certainly afraid of, well, this is just because of racism. Can't, 
I have met a lot of white Jewish kids. I'll use that as an example, right? Something I've been around in, in, in my life. Some of them are schmucks. Some of them are awful. Some of them are super great and my dearest friends. There are two sides to the bell curve. It's not possible that out there, there is uh, somebody's kid who's black who's also terrible and someone's kid who's black who's also great. There's not two sides to the bell curve. There aren't kids who want to learn and kids who cause problems. That's nutty. That is nutty and irrational. This story uh, brings me back to that. But really, there's a part two here. Why is she on unpaid leave? You telling me that a teacher can get assaulted and the school district will be like, uh, we'll see you when you come back, figure it out, have a nice day. That Would that happen in Indiana? A school district would tell a teacher after getting assaulted by a student twice their size, leaving them with broken ribs. Well, the insurance will still cover you, but... You know, you're not working, so no, no, no check for you. That is a surreal proposition. A gross and despicable concept. So, uh, teachers, you might want to look at your unions and ask, uh, is this how you treat me? I don't get to control the classroom. You'll, you'll kowtow to every, every angry parent out there. And if I should get hurt, if I should get attacked, you'll leave me out to dry? Damn. That is, that is not worthwhile. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.